Welcome to the My Chicago Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Rubin, and I absolutely love today's guest. Autumn Giltner, the general manager of Bucktown Pub, located at 1658 West Cortland Avenue in Bucktown. She had liked a few things I had posted on Instagram, and I decided to reach out because I was super curious about how a bar fared over this past year and a half. She is such an interesting person to talk to and had a lot to share about the bar's history, navigating the COVID-19 restrictions, neighbors supporting the bar and each other, and hospitality-related challenges post-pandemic. I really am looking forward to hopefully getting out to Bucktown Pub for a trivia night and to have the chance to meet Autumn in real life and have a drink and a good conversation. Enjoy today's interview with Autumn Giltner from Bucktown Pub. Welcome, Autumn. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm really, really curious to hear how things have been for a bar during the pandemic. So um, I'd love if you could tell a little bit about your history with with Bucktown Pub and um, then we'll get to the COVID stuff later, but love to hear the history first. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I uh, I appreciate it. Um, I've been with Bucktown Pub for about 11 years and I've been the GM for nine of those. Um, so I've been here for a long time. Uh, it's a neighborhood tavern and, uh, you know, we have a, a very large regular base. So, you know, I see the same faces all day. We see new people too, which, you know, we love. I strive to, uh, to make an environment that can be comfortable for anyone. Like you can come in here in a tuxedo, you can come in here in pajamas and like nobody will bat an eye. It's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, once you, once you walk in the door, you're, you're one of us kind of situation. Um, Like cheers, uh, but in Bucktown, you know, it really, it really is. Um, Our incorporated name is Bucktown dysfunctional pub. Really? Yeah, it really is because it's like a, a dysfunctional family, you know? Yeah. you know, we have regulars that grew up down the street and have been coming to this bar for 20 years. Um, you know, and it's and, been around for a while. Yes. I think I saw on your website in the twenties yeah, or thirties, uh, but question mark. Well, I've, you know, I don't know how to get into the archives and like find out what this building has been over time. Mm-hmm. So I only know like what I've been able to find on the internet and that doesn't go back. It only goes back, you know, like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know this building was built, I believe in 1905. It's a very old building. And, um, you know, there are all sorts of stories that I found and there's lots of like neighborhood lore, but I don't know how true any of it is. Uh, but, um, what I do know is that, uh, I, I believe in the eighties, uh, a man named Walter Bochenek owned the bar and he and his wife lived upstairs. And, um, there's all sorts of stories regarding his ghost being here. I don't know uh, if they're true. Yeah. I can't, can't speak to the validity of it because, I've heard all sorts of things from people, but his family's also come in and told me things. And I, I have no idea what the actual truth is, but um, they owned it. And then they sold to a woman named Christine. I can't remember what her, Christine Palmer. And she owned the, the Bucktown pub, which was the Bucktown pub of like the nineties mm-hmm. and early aughts. And mm-hmm. then um, a family uh, came and bought it in 2000 and they, give it a facelift. So that's the, the Bucktown pub we know today. Um, and that was the Gorsuch family owned it. And then my company bought it in 2014. And, uh, okay. and I was here when they bought it. So I've just kind of like gone through the transformation with them, but I would, uh, I would love to know more about this building. I mean, it's, there's, there's a rich, a rich history in so many of these old Chicago ta- neighborhood taverns. And it's such a 
like a quintessential Chicago thing. You don't find a neighborhood bar in any other city, right? And uh, I just, I really, I love it. And I, I think it, there should be more of them in more neighborhoods, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that feel where it's just like that. Everybody knows your name, just kind of like the watering hole on the corner where the neighborhoods hang, the neighborhood people hang out. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it's important to uh, also like give back to our community. So we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of charity events. We've done some stuff with uh, the St. Mary of the Angels down the street. Um, and we do all sorts of dog, you know, charity events. And I just, I, uh, I try to be a part of the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, it's good. So um, I, I don't know that I've been there. I think I might have been in the bar at one point, but I was just on your website looking and notice that you, it's just alcohol. So I'm really curious to see how COVID was for you because you don't, you didn't have the food aspect. So I bet that added a layer of complexity with the opening and closing and all the restrictions. Right. Well, and we actually do have a retail food license. However, um, we, I mean, we don't have a kitchen, so our, our Mm. food, our ability to serve food is very minimal. And, Mm -hmm. um, we were able to be open, you know, because of the retail food license, we just sold, you know, frozen pizzas, but, but that, (laughs) that did, uh, you know, give us the, we were uh, fortunate enough that we were able to be open a little bit more during, during the pandemic times. I think we were closed for a total of six months last year, mm-hmm. uh, which I know some places were closed a lot more than that. So I, I, we feel very lucky and we were well, our, our neighborhood really did support us. You know, we did, uh, we did do some to go sales, uh, like, you know, in the, the beginning months before places started to open again, like in May and June mm-hmm. and, uh, the neighborhood really came out and, uh, and supported us during that. But yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. Was yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't say, I mean, I've got two small children, so I can't say I went out and frequented bars too much, but I was talking to one of my colleagues who said that it just wasn't quite the same experience. Cause you had to like go to your designated spot. You couldn't mingle with the other people there. And that's part of the experience of going to a bar, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, part of the, especially a bar like this is, you know, you can sit down and talk to the guy next to you and, you know, make a new friend. And we couldn't really, uh, you know, during the pandemic, we couldn't really talk to strangers. We couldn't be close to other humans, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, people aren't designed to be isolated like that. So I know. I, it's not normal. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the, and I think that the city did the best job that they could, but they didn't do a great job of informing people of what the rules were and they changed very frequently. Yeah. So, um, so that was really hard to uh, convey to people. And we kind of, I mean, we ultimately as a bartenders and bar managers and restaurant employees, we became in charge of, you know, making sure people are wearing these masks. And, you know, it was as people have more drinks and get a little, you know, loose and have a little bit more fun, it became harder and harder. Is that that really like added an element of stress to an already stressful job? Um, I bet. You know. I mean, it, it was good that we were at half capacity at that time because I couldn't imagine being at full capacity and trying to be like, okay, I'm just going to need you to put your mask on, please. You know, um, ugh, ugh. It, it, was, uh, it wasn't fun. <laughs> no. Did you have uh, I mean, to I, bounce people or did you find that you're the amount of people that showed up tapered? I mean, I would say that 98% of the people that walked through the door were wonderful and, and understanding, you know, and, um, 
you know, and I just told people like, Hey man, I don't want to have to tell you this, like, but I do have to like, this is where we all are. So if you just help me out and like wear that thing, um, you know, it was very, it was the minority of, of people, you know, being defiant about it, but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we got to try and keep everyone say as safe as possible. Right. Right. Yeah. So. You don't want to have a situation where you, know, you find out that COVID spread to everybody who was in your, in the bar at a certain date. Totally. Totally. And we don't want to be the the result of a, of a super spreader event for sure. So, um, right. you know, we did, we did the best we could with what we had. And I think that that's true for a lot of places in Chicago. I don't want to say all places or in the country, you know, I don't want to say everyone, but I think, I think that most people did the best that they could with what they had. So, yeah. Yeah. And were you able to make ends meet with the amount of people that came in and when you were open? Yeah. You know, we, we hung on, um, my boss did a really good job of, um, you know, working on getting those small business loans to help us out through those, those times of, you know, not making any and no cash flow, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and the, you know, when we opened back, we closed last year from March to July and then we're, we closed again from November to the end of January. So, at the end of January, business was very slow, but it has ramped up very steadily. And since the mask mandate has gone away, I mean, we've just been rocking and rolling. It's back been, to normal. Do you think? Yeah. Even, even better than, you know, than it was in, in normal times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everyone is starting to kind of settle down into a normal routine again, like a nor- normal ish routine and mm-hmm. you know, comfortable to go do the things that they did beforehand. And mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, we're very grateful for that, you know, uh, and the neighbor, I mean, the neighborhood's been wonderful for us. So. Yeah. I'm finding that a lot of the businesses I'm talking to, the neighbor, the neighborhood really came out to support the small businesses, which makes me feel really good, really good to hear. Yeah. You know, I think um, Chicago, Chicago neighborhoods, people are, people are tight. You know, I think we, we do a good job of looking out for each other, which hasn't been my experience in the other cities I've lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, but and also, I, I feel like we come together uh, in times of crisis, especially, you know, I, the, the snow apocalypse. I guess that was like 11 years ago now. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I was out. I didn't have a car at the time. But I was out helping people shovel and like neighbors, you know, like we, that's when we come together. Yeah. Other, it's nice so. to see, especially when you have other spots where you see like the all the people getting into each other's business and getting angry on on Facebook and wherever. Yeah, so it is nice to actually see. And I think there is a lot of that, a lot of humanity and helping each other out. I do too. And I think that um, it's unfortunate that we don't see more of it through social media and the, right, the news media. And, you know, we don't, you don't ever see those, those times of like, hey, we're helping each other. All mm-hmm. you see is all they want to show you is the bad stuff. So I think it's, uh, there is good stuff happening despite the fact that, you know, it was such a hard time for everyone and, and, you know, in most businesses, I feel struggled, but, um, I think ultimately we, we did come together and I think we, we all we made it through. We made know? it through. So you guys back to normal, normal now. Yeah, we're, uh, restrictions are lifted. So we are back to full capacity and, uh, the whole nine. We, uh, we still aren't quite fully staffed, but we're getting there. <laughs> and that's get there. been really curious to me, the amount of sh- labor shortage 
like I, they keep on hearing these news reports about the labor shortage. And I'm like, I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around why it's so hard to find people. Yeah, I think for the bar and restaurant business, it's a couple of factors. I think one of the things is, you know, somebody maybe moved to Chicago from a smaller city and they, uh, you know, they're either like wanting to work in, in the restaurant industry or be a restaurateur or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe they had a different dream that involved theater or music or something like that. And now all of a sudden they don't have a job and they can't afford to stay. So they go back to where they came mm-hmm. from and they're not going to be able to come back. So yeah. that sect of people who would be employed by bars and restaurants is gone. Mm-hmm. A lot, I do know a lot of people that got out of the business altogether because they were like, it's just, it's time, you know, it's my time to be done. It's too, it's um, too hard. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it really is a hard business. It's not, it's not for everyone. I don't think. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and then there's the other, the other component of, you know, the little wage. I mean, uh, we, we don't pay people enough. A lot of places don't pay people enough. They can't, they can't survive. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think the minimum wage in all in, in Chicago is still eleven dollars for yeah, an hourly employee for tipped employees. I it's eight forty, I think. Um, it's not so a lot. <laughs> it's not a lot. No, it's not. And uh, and so it's understandable that you know if you're making more money on unemployment, why wouldn't you continue to collect it? I yeah. Get it. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's like a perfect storm of all three of those things. Mm-hmm. That's like causing, you know, a short of job of people to work. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, it is what it is. We, yeah. Uh, you know, we have, we've offered, you know, more money and we're still having a hard time finding folks. So, um, it's just, uh, we're doing the best we can with what we got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get it. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners before we close out? Um, I don't, I mean, I hope that, uh, they stop by and if they, if they heard the podcast and they see me, I'm, I don't know if you'll put a picture of me up, but I've got a big head of silver hair and I'm very, lots of tattoos. I love it. Uh, I'm kind of hard to miss. So please say (laughs) hi and, uh, and please stop by. I mean, this, I get so many people that come in here that say I've driven by so many times. I've never come in and I wish I would have, because this place is great, you know? And, uh, I think, I think we work really hard to just create a very welcoming environment and everybody here is, is cool and, and laid back. And we don't really, I mean, we don't really tolerate anything, but you know, we want everybody yeah. to be friendly and like, just, you know, have a good time and that's that's what we're here for and after the last year i think everybody deserves to have a good time right now so amen sister yeah all right do you have any business nominations business nominations um yes um mabel's table right across the street from us yeah they're great um they uh the food is awesome and they're a great little business they've been there for like three years Mm -hmm. um i would say the map room Mm-hmm. You've never been to the map room. I love the map room. Um, Laura, the owner of the map room, is a wonderful, wonderful human, and they are great people, and they do a great business. Um, and they have like coffee in the morning that's super great, and I would definitely nominate them. Mm-hmm. And uh, third, I would say Lemmings is another bar in the neighborhood that I really like. Okay. Um, they're, I'm, it's, it's all neighborhood neighborhood folks, you know, close by, walk, but walkable from. Mm-hmm. Bucktown Pub Lemmings is like I'm Damon. Mm-hmm. And 
Portland. And it's just a little, it's, it's a little bar and they always have great beer and they have a, a cool bar staff. And that's where I go when I want to have a drink. Mm-hmm. When you get get out of your office. Yeah. If I ever get out of this office. <laughs> so those are my three. Fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks so much for being here. I'm glad we yes. connected on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate it. It's very nice chatting with you. Yeah, you too. Wasn't Autumn great? I can totally see how she brings the everyone's welcome vibe to Bucktown Pub. You can find links to and addresses for Autumn's nominated businesses and more at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash Bucktown dash pub or by visiting the podcast social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at mychicagopodcast. If you're a Chicago small business and would like to be on the show, drop me a line on social media or on my website at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash b dash a dash guest or like Autumn, just like and follow My Chicago Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, and I might just reach out to invite you to be on the show. Finally, be sure to visit Autumn and Bucktown Pub at 1658 West Portland Avenue in Bucktown, or visit them at Bucktown Pub on Instagram. Thanks for listening. See you next week.